hey, Joe Casaboni here, and I'm just letting you know that how I built it is now Streamlined Solopreneur. So if you're seeing a new artwork and a new name in your podcast player, that is expected and by design. The new name better reflects the mission and really what has been the mission of this show for the last few years, and I'm really excited about it. All the links in the show notes and how I built it will still work, but the show also has a new home over at streamlined.fm if you want to check it out. Thanks so much for listening. Hey, everybody, real quick before we get started, I want to tell you about the Build Something Club. If you want ad-free extended episodes of this podcast in the form of a podcast called Build Something More, as well as access to a community, live streams, bonus episodes, and deals, check out buildsomething.club and sign up for just $5 a month. You get a bunch of great content and you get to support the show directly, which I deeply appreciate. Now, today on Build Something More, Matt and I talk about his past, which is incredibly interesting. He was prior law enforcement he moved out around uh moved out from his house around eight years old because of some things that his parents got into and just very very interesting background story before he made the pivot into what he does today so this is definitely a great story you'll want to hear again if you you can hear that i should say if you head over to build something.club you can sign up for $5 a month or $50 a year, get two months free. And every member gets an exclusive member chip. That's a customized poker chip in the mail. Head over to buildsomething.club today and become part of the Build Something Club. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of How I Built It, episode 223 of How I Built It, the podcast that offers actionable tech tips for small business owners. That is a tagline I'm trying out, which is why I've stumbled over that. Uh, but anyway, uh, I hope you like it. If you do, let me know. Uh, write me at joe at casamunda.org and tell me what you think. Uh, the sponsors for this episode are Text Expander, Restrict Content Pro, and The Events Calendar. You'll be hearing about them later in the episode. But first, I want to bring in our guest. He is the copywriter at Copy Pulse. He's going to tell us all about rocking our niche or niche uh, with emails that capture hearts and minds. This is something that I am so interested in, so I'm really excited to talk to him. His name is Matt DeFeo. Matt, how are you? Doing good. Glad to be here, and thanks for taking me on. Uh, my pleasure. Now, we met because you, uh, I'm going to let you tell this story from your side, and then I'll add my context, but you, uh, you reached out in a cold email and I responded glibly, as I often do. And then you just like killed me with kindness. And so we ended up meeting. But why don't you tell, well, why don't you tell the story, uh, like how it all works and what, your, went, what went through your mind? Fair enough. Um, so I do a lot of cold emails. Um, at that time, I was doing around 1,200 cold emails a week. Uh, a lot of it was automated. The one you actually got was automated. And um, I did uh, verify each person, like make sure it's in the right category of uh, that I wanted to reach out to because it doesn't do me any good reaching out to a gas company when I'm doing copywriting for podcasters and stuff like that. So um, I reached out to you and you're a little skeptical at first, which is typical. I mean, how many emails do you get? Like, Hey, you know, um, I'm from Nigeria and I need money for whatever. <laughs> I get it. Like, you know, yeah. it's, it's skeptical. So um, you responded like, Oh, I don't want to, um, was the words. I don't want you to um, be over encumbered in your 
uh, schedule because I had sent you like, hey, I'm looking for new clients and uh, I am, uh, I have about 22 people interested right now, but I want to be the right people and set up my clients the way, you know, that makes me happy. And so I can do a better job for them. Um, you know, we've all been in those positions where we don't work for the people that are not right for us. And I didn't want to do that again. So um, you responded and honestly, I just felt like, I connected with you through your website at first. And I, I love the pictures. I went through it. And I was like, okay, cool. This guy is legit and he seems real nice down to earth. So I'm going to send him a video. And I just broke it down to, no, I'm not lying to you. Here's the, here's the proof. Here's the results. And um, that's what ended up uh, getting us together. Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, gosh, I, <laughs> <laughs> I hope my response didn't make it seem like I'm less nice, but you're, you know, you're right. You get all these emails that are like, Hey, I legit like the day before your email got one that was like, I read your article about Xbox and it was like <laughs> a two sentence article I wrote in 2006. Yeah. And it was like, maybe you can link to our resource. I'm like, do you know at all what you're doing right now? Like, um, so I just kind of figured it was another robo thing, but yeah, we got together. You gave me lots of great advice. Um, and, uh, that I think was really helpful and, um, I'm definitely excited to tell more people about kind of what you do in your services. Um, one of the, so I guess let's start there, right? You, you did the cold outreach. Um, yeah. what were you reaching out to me about? Like, what's your, what's your bread and butter? Honestly, bread and butter is emails. Um, I am switching my focus from sales pages, landing pages, things of that nature, to just straight emails. And the reason is, is I like seeing the results quickly so I can make quick adjustments for my clients. Uh, it makes it easier for them and it makes them able to see it right up front, like what I'm doing and see the results almost immediately. I mean, you send to 100,000 people within 10 minutes, you have results. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it's a big difference. And uh, honestly, I just like it. It's just so much more personal. Um, it's a lot more storytelling um, than a sales page or a landing page. I mean, you can have a story, but I'm a story writer. I love it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And and you're, you're absolutely right. It's so addicting. Like, I, you know, my emails go out Monday morning at 740. Uh, and um, like at eight o'clock, I'm like, how many people opened it by now? How many people clicked? <laughs> They get unsubscribes. Like, uh, so you're, you're right. It's, it's really addicting and it's really interesting. You know, I haven't done like deep testing, but I will see kind of what headlines seem to hit better faster. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think, I think that's so great. And, and you're right. It's a lot more personal than like a landing page, right? They tell you like a landing page should basically just be headlines, right? Like at least that's Pretty what much. I've read. And that's, I, I, I don't really like that. But then when I like, I just skim landing pages anyway. <laughs> like yeah. I don't really read. I just thought, all right, where's the price? Um, right. So, uh, so what made you, I mean, you mentioned like a whole bunch of reasons why you like email, but what was the thing that made you think I should move from landing pages to email? Honestly, it was my uh, second client uh, this year. Um, I'm working for Cutco um, or Vector Marketing. And I don't know. I just really connected with my client. Uh, his name is Mike Monroe and he's been fantastic. And he let me do everything I needed to do. So from researching um, 
the market to interviewing to just getting down and dirty with all the information, uh, uh, statistics, excuse me. And it was really fascinating. And I just really grew into it. And then hearing all the stories from that one particular client's was amazing because what typically happens is that when you have a mass product or um, you're, you're well known, you get all kinds of stories like, you know, like, Oh, it wasn't very good. Or, you know, this is a scam or, you know, I didn't really care for it, whatever. Or you get the ones that are just so excited to be on an interview that they just, you know, they basically um, blow it up and you're just like, okay, where is it? And what I found with this particular situation was that everyone was almost concise. I can almost predict what they're saying before they say it. Wow. Like that's how consistent it was. And I was like, maybe this is the better for me because I, first of all, I do really well with doing interviews and um, being prior law enforcement. I, you know, I'm pretty good at it anyways because of that. So um, it, it was very fascinating and I was very, it was an easy fit for me. Um, I've done emails before and it was just so-so because it was mainly like um, uh, click funnels and things like that. Um, but this one was the one that was just like, okay, this is it. This is what I want to do. That's great. Uh, and so you mentioned your prior law enforcement. I don't know how, how much you tell that story, but maybe we can dig into that. What Sure made the what made you do the switch later and uh build something more i think that would be a fun story okay um so uh maybe not a fun story if i'm remembering the details right but it'll be an interesting story yeah. um so so that's great it, it's always great to have a client that kind of gives you the uh the breath and the autonomy to kind of do a new job the right way right i think that's always such it's it's reassuring as a freelancer very and the fact that he trusted me to do all this um, with almost no prior experience um, as in with, with him. Um, I've had experience with other people. It's just, you know, he pretty much said, Hey, this is me. This is what I want. Go do it. <laughs> and it was fantastic. I loved it. Um, it was a great experience. Um, I'm actually just waiting to get the next project from him. Uh, so it's been fantastic. Uh, definitely going to be doing this more. Nice. That's, that's fantastic. And so, uh, you mentioned, let's, let's move uh, maybe one level out to big picture stuff. Uh, the reason that you're focusing so much on emails, email campaigns is because, you know, I suspect that there are a few reasons for it, right? It's not Facebook, you own the list. Um, but it's also people of, you know, I've been telling people, uh, who are starting podcasts, like build your list, like your call to action should be build your list because uh, those are people who are buying into your idea. Uh, and so what, I guess to ask as directly as possible, like what kind of ROI, right? What kind of return on, on an investment can you get from investing in your email list? Well, um, let's just say by optimizing your email list and paying into it, for every dollar that you put into it, you get 42. And that's been studied quite a bit. I think it was HubSpot that did that statistic. And uh, so far, I'm finding it a little bit higher than that for my clients, um, around 55. But it's sort of hard to track too, I'm not going to lie, because every business has their own click funnels and um, has their different different processes and how they uh, want to uh, track their ROI. Because 
if they're just focused on getting more subscribers, the return on interest is different than somebody who's doing profit only. This episode is brought to you by Restrict Content Pro. If you need a fast, easy way to set up a membership site for yourself or your clients, look no further than the Restrict Content Pro WordPress plugin. Easily create premium content for members using your favorite payment gateway, manage members, send member-only emails, and more. You can create any number of subscription packages, including free levels and free trials. But that's not all. Their extensive add-ons library allows you to do even more, like drip out content, connect with any number of CRMs and newsletter tools, including ConvertKit and MailChimp, and integrate with other WordPress plugins like BBPress. Since the Build Something Club rolled out earlier this year, you can bet it's using Restrict Content Pro, and I have used all of the things mentioned here in this ad read. I have created free levels. I've created coupons. Uh, I use ConvertKit and I'm using it with BBPress for the forums. I'm a big fan of the team and I know they do fantastic work. The plugin has worked extremely well for me and I was able to get memberships up and running very quickly. Right now, they are offering a rare discount for How I Built It listeners only. 20% off your purchase when you use RCP How I Built It at checkout. That's RCP How I Built It, all one word. If you want to learn more about Restrict Content Pro and start making money with your own membership site, head on over to howibuilt.it slash RCP. That's howibuilt.it slash RCP. Thanks to Restrict Content Pro for supporting the show. And now let's get back to it. Great. We've set the stage now, right? Uh, Listeners, you should be very interested in this because uh, for every dollar you put into your list, you can get around average, we'll say 42 bucks. Um, You mentioned uh, user interviews and doing some research. What kind of research go like? What kind of research are we talking about here? Is it research on who to target your mailing list to or what to write to them or like the content upgrade to get them to sign up. What are we talking about? All of that actually. Um, And then a little bit more is what, what they're saying about your product. Um, I was working for a company called charge tech for a while. And immediately when I got there, I was just like, okay, what is this product? And it was a CS 10 and some serial number. Right. And after talking to, three people, I was like, no, we need to change this. Everybody's calling it the all-in-one charging station. I mean, that makes sense, right? Like, you know what it is immediately, not CS10. Like, nobody knows what that is. And their their click-through rate was 18% higher. And then, yeah, I mean, huge difference within one little tweak. Um. So when I actually do an interview with the the clients or potential clients, um, I always ask, like, what do you see in this product? What has been your experience and what have you used in the past? So, in, uh, for example, for Kako Knives, it would be, oh, just, you know, like, uh, I go to the store at the mall and I just buy, you know, buy a regular knife and whatever. And then they experience Cutco's knives, how sharp they are and so on and so forth. And then they're forever a guarantee. And it's just like, oh, 
this is how knives are supposed to cut. <laughs> you know, so sometimes <laughs> it's an experience of the product, but sometimes it's an experience of the service rendered too. So, for example, your podcast would be a service, even though it's free. And so people are using your podcast to help themselves, whether it's their business, their email, whatever. You want to really niche it down. It's up to them. And using that information from comments, uh, talking to them personally through emails, I read them all. I think uh, I did over 17 different interviews for Cutco. Um, I talked to charge text customers directly on the phone uh, immediately when they called. They're actually asking for help for certain things. I'd be like, hey, you want to jump on this real quick? I'll give you five bucks or whatever, you know. And um, it was really beneficial, really beneficial. And what you're really looking for is how they're saying it, what they're looking for, and their previous experience. Those are the three main things. And Honestly, the overall impact it has on their lives. If it's just a little impact, um, let's just say, uh, I don't know, a pin. You know, it's it's a pin. Like, you know, but if you have a pin that keeps going out, it's going to make a huge impact on your business. Like if you're a person who writes everything down. So that impact would be huge for somebody who is an, uh, somebody who's like a, a secretary or something like that. Yeah, Absolutely. Funny you mentioned pens. I'm a gigantic pen nerd. I mean, I guess if you looked at my about page, you know. I do know. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's that's a great example. And um, and again, it makes a lot of sense. When you mentioned the name, the CS10, whatever, it made me think of the Sony headphones, like the Sony noise-canceling headphones. They're just so bad at naming their products. Uh, it's like the wx 40s one zero four or something like that. Um, so like for I mean maybe first have a a, a pronounceable name right yeah. for, for your product so people can talk about it. Absolutely. Um, yeah. You you mentioned so first of all you say doing interviews with clients potential clients these are essentially customers of your clients right that's who we're Correct. talking about here so um like you said with the cut co knives like what are you looking for in a knife or whatever um and then you you also mentioned uh incentivizing interviews, right? You didn't specifically say that, but do you want to hop on a call? I'll give you five bucks. Because um, one thing that I have found is that I'll email some section of my list and I'll say, hey, I'd love to talk to you to blah, 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 to make it better. Uh, if you are interested, hop on a call, right? And even as I'm saying this out loud to you, it's all about me, right? I just mm-hmm. made it all about me. Give me your time so I can make my thing better for other people. Right. Um, how do you how do you get people to say yes to to user interviews or client interviews? Well, for uh, Cutco, it was really easy. It was in their contract. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. Boom, um, I'm updating but, my end user license agreement right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, to be able to share anything market related, it's already in the contract, so don't have to sign anything. So that's one barrier. Um, another one was we offered free knives. Um, uh, you wow. know, something simple. You know, honestly, it doesn't cost them a whole lot of money to do that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it, it was really reasonable um, for them to do that. Um, for charge tech, it was like five bucks. You know, hey, here's five bucks or we'll send you a free charging cable. You know, simple. Yeah. And people honestly are just like, oh, cool. Like, you know, even if it's a half hour to 45 minutes, you're talking to these people, a free charging cable, like they think, oh, free. Yeah. And uh, you know, even if you don't have anything like that for somebody who's just starting, 
having a half an hour conversation with them about their business, not about what you're getting, what you're giving them will help them because they know who you are. Uh, you know, for example, you uh, do a podcast. I mean, they know who you are. They know you have guests on there. They know your information is valuable. So having a half hour, even 15 minutes is valuable to them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think, again, that makes a lot of sense. And you're right, like free. Um, I tell people when they're starting memberships, right, to offer things that are low effort for you, high value for the member, right? Mm-hmm. So like, don't offer a, a, a daily half hour episode, right? If you're not prepared to do that, because then you're not going to deliver on your promise. And it's kind of the same thing here, right? The uh, $5 or a charging cable for a company that makes a charging thing uh, is very low cost to them. and But it's like a, a, a piece of a physical good that they'll remember. The same thing with the knives, right? People are going to use the Cutco knife and they're going to be, they're going to think about Cutco. Right. And honestly, the, the charging cable is probably like a dollar, right? And they just increase their sales by 18%. Like, yeah, it, right. you know, it's, it's no brainer. Um, yeah. You know, for other people who are just starting an, uh, an ebook dedicated to them or customized to them would be good too. You know, you could have something like a template. Oh, well, for your website, I would change this, this, and this. Wow. That's brilliant. Because <laughs> uh, you're right. Like it's, it could be low effort, right? I, I would use probably design pickle to design an ebook and just be like, make sure I can edit this part. Right. Or, yeah. or, um, and, and then send them off something that's just for them. That's so, that's fantastic. Um, um or we can also yeah. do a, like a quick video like I did for you. What was right. That, five minutes or something, 10 minutes, something like that. Yeah. So. And it was, and, and that, that totally, uh, you know, I, you connected with me, right? Cause it, you, you were very clear to say my name, right. And adjust yeah. the, the, the issue, right. You didn't just send me, cause you know, you get those emails that are like, I made this video just for you. And it's like a year old upload on YouTube. <laughs> that's like, Hey, you, thanks yeah. for buying my book. I'm like, all right, I like, you don't have to tell me it's just for me. It's a year old or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think, think people are catching on to that stuff now. Yeah. I really do. Right. It's like the evergreen webinar, right? Where they're like, mm-hmm. hey, we're live right now. Hey, generic names that are probably in the chat. <laughs> like, um, and, and it comes off as disingenuous. But then when you get like a genuine, I guess the genuine stuff hits harder when, uh, when a lot of stuff is not. Um, okay. So we've talked about Let's let's talk about what I teased at at the beginning, right? And you're just a wealth of knowledge. Um, so uh, rocking your niche with emails that capture hearts and minds. I'm sure everybody, many people listening, have an email list. Maybe they're unhappy with the open rates or the click rates, or they have high unsubscribe rates. What should people be focusing on when they're writing their email? If I can go on the top of a mountain and say one thing, it'd be subject lines. Subject lines and then story. Because subject lines to get them to open the email and then the story for them to actually read through the email and possibly click on whatever you're offering. Even if it's just an article. Those are the two things. So, yeah. So let's start there. Subject lines, right? I use ConvertKit. Um, Mm -hmm. They let me A-B test subject lines. I say this with full knowledge that I I don't test. I don't use it, which is now like dumb as I'm saying it to you. Um, What 
is it what should the subject lines be? I know you have a few examples here if you want to mention those, but mine are generally very again like a developer matter of fact. Uh, WordPress five point seven and using CRMs and a book I read, like <laughs> which yeah. Yeah, which I mean, for the people on my list, I get like 20% open rates. But now I'm wondering, like, can I get 30? Like, if it's like a better headline oh, absolutely. or a subject line? Some people uh, get close, you know, have 60% open rates. Wow. And it's, it's been ridiculous. Like, I'm like, oh, wow, that's that's a good, that's good open rate. I don't know <laughs> if I can do that. Like, um, But in all seriousness, like, you know, it's uh, it's just trying and then retrying and then trying and then retrying. Um so uh, my little secret uh, that you actually had me fill out was honestly one night we we're sitting down at the dinner table and my daughter, who was three at the time, she's like, daddy, don't talk to squirrels or hot dogs. <laughs> Just <laughs> out of the blue. And I'm like, what? And I looked at my wife and I was like, that's a good subject line. <laughs> and so I made a story out of that. And honestly, people are like, what are you talking about? Like immediately when they, they see that and I get really good open rates off of that, but that is in my automated sequence. Okay. Mm -hmm. They already know me a little bit. They know I'm a little off kilter on subject lines because it stands out. It works. Um, I am not a fan of name plus your business or name and then whatever else are there. They know by now that you're not you know, writing that specifically for them. Does it work? Yes. But I think honestly, more customization and more thought put into subject lines will help you. There's plenty of uh, generators out there that will automatically spin your, uh, whatever you put in there. And honestly, I start there. I start with a generator and then I'll write, I don't know, a hundred, hundred subject lines or a hundred titles or whatever, because essentially a subject line is a title. Mm -hmm. But if you twist it up and make it uh, unfamiliar to most people, they'll click it. Interesting. Uh, it's interesting you say that, right? Because I read somewhere that uh, for blog posts or YouTube videos, right, you should write 15 to 20, maybe 25 mm -hmm. possible titles. Mm -hmm. uh, and that the good ones probably won't happen in, until towards the end because the first thing you come up with is, is never going to be the, the best one, right? Yeah. Um, so I think that's really interesting. If uh, if you know a generator off the top of your head, I'll throw it in the show notes. Otherwise, I'll find one and I'll put them in the um, show notes. I don't know the names of them. I have them bookmarked, but I will send them to you so you have them. All right. Sounds great. And you'll be able to find those over at howibuilt.it slash 223. Those will be the show notes for this episode. Um, so... Subject lines. So I, I, I love that because, I mean, you know, there was a show on probably when both of us were, we might both be too young to remember it, but kids say the darndest things. Oh, yeah, I remember um, that one. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Uh, and uh, it's just don't talk to squirrels or hot dogs. You know, my, my daughter says things to me like, uh, we have a half bath. And she's like, Daddy, this is a, this is a bathroom. And I'm like, yeah, she goes, where's the bathtub? And I'm like, I don't know. That's a really good question. <laughs> um, it's just funny to see how kids' minds work. And so... Um, you know, maybe I can steal that and where's the bathtub or why is this called a bathroom or whatever? Well, so, you definitely could. You definitely could. Uh, where's the bathtub and then have it about like trash emails or trash websites. Yeah. You know, yeah. throwing out the, the toilet or whatever. <laughs> oh, love it. That's awesome. Um, okay. So subject lines, super important. They get people to, to 
to open the email. If we are doing A-B test, I'm, I'm sure that the A-B test subject line is not unique to ConvertKit. Um, though, I mean, if it is, check out ConvertKit. Uh, but I'm sure it's not. Um, <laughs> no. So uh, when we are A-B testing, how different should they be? Should they be like dramatically or slightly? Because the way the ConvertKit one works, for anybody who doesn't know, is it'll uh, take, I think, 25% of your list and then divide that in half and mm-hmm. send half A and half B. And whichever one has the best rating, open rate, click rate, whatever, um, it'll take that and then send it to the rest of your list. Right. Um, so basically what I would do is the same body, but different subject lines for okay. each one. And then you can do vice versa once you know the winner. Okay. So change the body and have the same subject line. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So uh, A, B testing will we'll have the same body, A and B. B is the winner. So now we take the B headline, have two different bodies, and A, B test that. Correct. And you don't have to change the whole body. You could just change the sentence where the link is mm-hmm. or just the first few sentences or just one sentence. I know there's copywriters that have just changed one word and converted 13% better. Like, wow. It's amazing like, and sort of mind-boggling at the same time. This episode is brought to you by Text Expander. In our fast-paced world, things change constantly, and errors in messaging often have significant consequences. With Text Expander, you can save time by converting any text you type into a keyboard shortcut called a snippet. Say goodbye to repetitive text entry, spelling, and message errors, and trying to remember the right thing to say. When you use Text Expander, you can say the right thing in just a few keystrokes. Text Expander lets you make new approved messaging available to every team member instantly with just a few keystrokes, ensuring your team remains consistent, current, and accurate. Text Expander can also be used in any platform, any app, and anywhere you type. So take back your time and increase your productivity. But that's not all it does. With its advanced snippets, you can create fill-ins, pop-up fields, and more. You can even use JavaScript or AppleScript. I can type out full instructions for my podcast editor, hi Joel, in just a few keystrokes. Another one of my favorite and most used snippets is PPT. This will take whatever text I have on my clipboard and convert it into plain text. No more fighting formatting if I'm copying from Word or any place else. Last month, I saved over two hours in typing alone. That doesn't even take into the account the time I saved by not having to search for the right link, text, address, or number. You have no idea how many times I want to type out a link to a blog post or an affiliate link and I can't remember it and then I have to go searching for it. That generally takes minutes, but since I have a text expander snippet, it takes seconds. Text Expander is available on macOS, Windows, Chrome, iPhone, and iPad. I've been using it a lot more on my iPhone lately because I've been working from my iPhone more uh, because there are days when I'm just not in front of my computer right now. If you've been curious about trying Text Expander or simple automation in general, now's the time. Listeners can get 20% off their first year. Just visit textexpander.com slash podcast and let them know that I sent you. Thanks so much to Text Expander for sponsoring the show. And now let's get back to it. Okay, so so 
drill down in your testing. That's re- that's really good. And again, you're you're absolutely right. I was talking to somebody today. I'm doing a promo video for them, and um, he said that uh, basically they tested their call to action and like adding the word pr- like book a private call, private like increase the click rate in like yeah. by some percentage, uh, which is it's I I think I feel like people underestimate the importance of doing these kind of tests, right? And me too. I, I make a page and I'm like, well, I can check that off of my list and move on to the next thing. But how much money am I leaving on the table by not revisiting that in three days, five days, a month? And I also think that when you are just starting now or even mid-level business is that, you know, like you have a hundred things on your list and you want to get them done so you can make more money. And so sometimes you don't, see all the problems that might be there. For example, running a copywriting business, I have trouble figuring out my own copy because I am in it and Mm -hmm. not seeing it from the outside. And so I hired coaches and it's okay. That's perfectly fine. That's the reason, you know, as a human race, we can see each other's problems a lot better, (laughs) you know, and by asking your friend or, you know, a coach or a copywriter, Hey, what is wrong with this? Or do you see anything that I need to change. Oftentimes they'll point it out right away. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you're right. That's, that is human. I was talking to my wife about something with, uh, maybe it was Kish. She was talking to a, a, one of our friends who also has a four-year-old and my wife was like, yeah, I, I told you to just do this. And then she's like, why aren't I taking, well, how come I'm not taking that advice myself? And I'm mm-hmm. like, but it's easier to solve other people's problems. Like it's just easier. You're not in it. You're not, you don't have any, you have less skin in the game. Your your head's not filled with all of your objections. So I, I just think that's really interesting. Um, yeah. So so subject lines, number one important thing. Second uh, most important thing is the story inside. Because without the subject line, people aren't going to read the story, right? So right. Um, again, uh, some, some really good advice that you gave me on our first call was uh, um, I showed you one of my emails I recently sent out and you told me I don't have enough storytelling in there. It's all just like, here's a thing. I like it. Here's why it's good. Uh, Why is storytelling important? Well, since the beginning of time, we have told stories, whether it was drawing pictures on the wall or actually communicating them, um, you know, to person to person. And it's the only thing that's transcended up to this point. I mean, everything else has changed. You know, the way we cook, the way we do things, the way we build stuff. But for whatever reason, story is stuck. And because stories are so captivating, I mean, they make your imagination go wild or, um, you know, create all kinds of possibilities. And stories are also very entertaining. Um, I believe businesses both have to be um, entertaining and selling at the same time. And it's because people want to hear a story. They want to be entertained. They don't want to just go, hey, buy my product. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, or, hey, this is this is so great because I did this. Um, people want to be able to read something that is entertaining, fun, and they'll, something that will stick with them. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And, right, that's something that, you know, a lot of people in the WordPress space listen to this podcast and, what you used to see on like plugin sales pages all the time is like built 100% in React and really fast on the back end. And I'm like, only developers care about that. Yeah. Only, like, 
that doesn't solve if I'm, you know, if I am trying to find a CRM for my my business and I want to use the WordPress plugin, I don't care that it's built in React. I care that I can like get a reminder when I need to follow up with a client. Exactly. So and you know, stories can show also how useful it is to somebody. Whereas another story might show a different possibility, a different niche segment of somebody who might use it differently, but it's the same same software. So it, it all depends on the person. Yeah, absolutely. And I can hear people, I can hear the listeners right now. Some of them are saying, I don't have any interesting stories. What, <laughs> what's, what stories do I tell? Okay, that's easy. When you go down and sit uh, at somebody else's table and people start talking, what is the story that you go, oh, this happened to me at, I don't know, Hawaii. You know, we had the worst time. We, uh, our car crashed, you know, our, our plane was late, whatever. Tell that story. What's different? Yes, you're not sitting down at the table. It's not live, maybe, because <laughs> it's an email. But if you're able to capture those moments and what you say at those dinner tables, that is a story that you would, should share with everybody else. If everybody else is laughing in front of you, everybody else is going to laugh at your emails too and have a good time with it. Um, so a little secret of mine is to write down stories, uh, just that, like a little quick blurb. Like, um, for example, that Hawaii story is actually legit. Uh, that wow. actually happened to me. So um, I, it's written down. Um, you know, some of the other stuff is like, you know, what I've overcome. Like my mom was a prostitute. My dad was a drug dealer. So, I mean, those are big things that people are like, whoa. Like, you know, it make you stop and look. Um, okay, maybe, for example, maybe those things haven't happened to you. Okay, what has happened to you and your clients? Any blunders that you've had? Okay, learn from them, share them. I mean, everybody knows we're human. We make mistakes. And if they can learn from you, that is still a story that you're sharing. This episode is brought to you by the Events Calendar, the original calendar for WordPress. This free plugin helps you with calendaring, ticketing, and more powerful tools to help you manage your events from start to finish. Whether you run school events, concerts at a venue, or fundraisers for nonprofits, the Events Calendar gives you the tools you need to make it your own. And with the Events Calendar Pro, you can create custom views, recurring events, add your own custom fields to events, and much more. Run virtual events? No problem. With the virtual events add-on, you can quickly and easily manage your online-only or hybrid events. With deep Zoom integration, custom virtual event coding for search engine optimization, and the ability to embed video feeds directly on your website, the events calendar makes putting virtual and hybrid events together easier. And I can't stress this one enough. Let me tell you, I have tried to roll my own webinar software, my own live stream event software, and it is difficult. And I have 20 years experience making websites. The events calendar is the tool that you need to make virtual events a lot easier. You can even sell tickets and only show the stream to ticket holders. If you run events, whether in person or online, you need the events calendar. Head on over to howibuilt.it slash events to learn more. That's howibuilt.it slash events to start running your events more efficiently today. 
Thanks so much to the events calendar for supporting the show. And now let's get back to it. That reminds me of, I think it's my most popular Instagram story. Uh, not that I have a lot of Instagram stories, but some of my most popular Instagram content is uh, where I I was clipping my, my I have an eight-month-old son, mm-hmm. and I clipped his fingernail, except I got his finger, Ugh. and he was like bleeding forever. And uh, I just tell us, I had, I had to call an ambulance because I didn't have a car with a car seat in it. Um, and it was just like a train wreck. The EMTs were amazing. Um but I'll link to that because it is a it is a good story that uh, that I I got a lot of supportive emails and like parenting is hard I totally understand like and then people told their own stories right so um, if you're thinking I don't have any stories to tell like if you have lived on this earth then you have stories to tell absolutely absolutely and you can always tell friends stories too and just leave them anonymous right yeah right absolutely um, yeah that's that's another really good point right uh, either about your friends or or things that your friend relate to you, right? It's yeah. It's not necessarily. It's uh, this is what comedians do, right? Like a good comedian uh, tells a, a good story, whether it actually happened to them or not, right? Uh, right. Dana Carvey tells this. St- Dana Carvey in one of his first stand-ups that I saw in like 1995 tells a story about how he went to the White House. He went to George H. W. Bush's White House. And stayed in the Lincoln bedroom and had a conversation with George H.W. Bush just to, so he could do his impression. And I was 10 and I thought that I thought for the longest time that like that actually happened. And I was like, oh, he didn't. That didn't really happen to him. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, OK, so this has been great. Man, I can't believe we did, we've been talking for a half hour already. Um, so. Let's let's talk. Uh, let's talk tips for the listeners, right? You've given us okay. a lot of good advice. Um, what if, if you're telling uh, people how the, the uh, maybe one or two steps that they could take to improve their mailing list today? Okay. Um, we know the subject line is important, but what else can they do to, to make sure that they are uh, creating good emails? Can I actually give you four? And the reason yes. is, um, awesome. uh, <laughs> The reason is, is because if they're not getting into their inbox and they're going to spam, you know, they don't even have a chance to open it. Um, so I recommend setting up your uh, email correctly. So that means going into your domain name and setting your SPF and DKIM. And the reason is, it just gives verification that, yeah, you are the owner of this website. Yes, this is your email. And yes, you are sending it to this person. So it gives some kind of tracking for Google and other uh, mail accounts. So that is a mistake I made at the beginning. And I don't know, even know how much I, it cost me. <laughs> yeah. So that's tip one. Um, also follow other people that do good copy. I mean, particularly copywriters because they typically know what they're talking about. Uh, Honey copy is somebody I follow religiously. He's really good. Uh, I do have to warn you that he does cuss and so does uh middle finger project. I mean, obviously they cuss, <laughs> but the subject lines, she writes amazing subject lines. Um, I often refer to her when I'm stuck in a subject line. Awesome. I will link both. I know I follow Honey Copy and like his emails. I think it's I think it's a his. Um, right? It's a dude. Cole Schaefer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, yeah his emails are very entertaining. Yeah. Um, and I'll have to check out Middle Finger Project. I'll, I'll 
I'll link them both in the in the show notes. Okay. Um, and then uh, yeah. use humor. And once they're subscribed to you, you can send them gifts to relate to them more. Um, if you send them out in a cold email, not going to go over well with Google. For whatever reason, they market as spam typically. Um, and only have one link if you do cold emails. Inter- uh, so you said GIFs like graphical, like the animated images, yeah, right? Yeah. That's um, so interesting. Yeah. Um, so basically, I did a whole thing about my dog who's actually sitting right next to me and how he's writing the email for me to mm-hmm. get um, clients. And it was really funny and everybody laughed at it that got it. But what I found out was 75% of them were going to spam because of the gifts. Wow. So Google, I guess Google essentially knows, uh, and I guess we're talking specifically about Gmail here, Mm -hmm. Um, but like, you can't see the face I'm making, but everybody has a Gmail account. Um, (laughs) Or Google Apps account, right? It's like all the same. Um, So Google knows essentially when you're doing a cold email, and if you use too many gifts or too many links, like it, it gets marked as spam. Is that, yeah. that's, that's wild. That's pretty accurate. Um, you know, majority of them. Um, so my last tip is to use a warm up email uh, provider. So Limlist, um, there's actually one on AppSumer right now for sale for like I don't know, $59 or something like that. And they warm up your email. So basically it's people responding to you with bogus information, honestly. So let's say, I don't know, Bob is talking to me, but it's a computer and we're just sending emails back and forth. So it basically builds up value in Google, but oh, wow. it's not actually you doing anything. So this is if you're, if you're like creating a new email address. Yes, this is new emails. Even if you were um, typically getting in the spam, if you start this warm up, it'll start uh, unmarking your spam in other people's uh, mailboxes. That's why my mind is so blown right now. Like <laughs> about a year ago, I guess. So my my old man always said, buy cheap, get cheap, right? It mm-hmm. still does. Like he's still alive. Uh, he says, buy cheap, get cheap. And I thought, I don't need to pay for G Suite. I could just use the hosting email that I get on SiteGround or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then like a bunch of people were like, I never got your email. And I found out most of my email was going to spam because... I did not set up SPF or DKIM appropriately. Um, and then I like went through it, but it was like kind of too late. Um, and I just ended up nixing that email service and moving over to Google apps. And then once I started paying Google, they were like, oh, all right, yeah, I guess you're legit now. Um, <laughs> but uh, it just like, it wasted a ton of time. Uh, Cause I tried to go the cheap route. So buy cheap, get cheap. But uh, yeah, that's, I never knew about, and I've been a web developer. I've been in technology for over 20 years and I did not know about this until like a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's super interesting. Follow other people, of course, like get, uh, you know, get inspiration from people who are doing it well, use humor and uh, warm up email provider. That's so interesting. I'll link to Limlist and I'll check AppSumo um, okay. because I'll, I'll probably, I mean, I'll, I'll probably just pick that up because it's super interesting. And, and yeah. Sounds cool. It's super cheap. Um, Limless, honestly, I had them for a little bit and I didn't really care for what they were sending back and forth with, between the bogus emails. I mean, it was not conversational. Oh, really? So, it was just like random word generator? <laughs> yeah. 
pretty much a spinner. Wow. And then I got the one on AppSumo and it's like a legitimate conversation. I'm like, okay, Google probably won't pick up on this as much. Gotcha. But, they probably like hired somebody to actually write email yeah. conversations. That's yeah. super cool. Ah, oh, that's super cool. This has been amazing. Um, if you are a member, of course, be sure to stick around for Build Something More. We're going to uh, dig into um, Matt's past a little bit and what made him switch from uh, law enforcement to email writing uh, and copywriting. Um, if you are not a member, you can sign up over at buildsomething.club. But before we before we get into that, I do need to ask you my favorite question, Matt, which is do you have any trade secrets for us? Trade secret is honestly ask for referrals in your emails, every single one, and make them funny. Um, so one of my emails is don't be greedy. If you like this email, forward this email to a friend so they can learn how to sell Trump's spray tan. Because that was a big media <laughs> thing. Like, you know, like he, he looks funny, like the hair would you know pop up or whatever. I mean, he was in the media all the time. Uh, I think mean, he's probably, he still is a little bit, but, um, you know, during that, it was a hot topic. So I thought, oh, you know, how can I incorporate this, this into my emails and make it funny? So that's what I did. Now, for somebody else who's maybe not really good at writing humor or whatever, include a GIF. Like, you know, uh, another one I did was uh, learn so well that uh, you can sell uh, Chewbacca a, uh, a hair removal. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny, cheesy, but yeah. funny. Um, and you know, it got shared. It got shared quite a bit, and I was actually surprised at how well um, it did. Also, my second one is for people who are having a high unsubscribe rate. Hit enter five times after your body of the uh, 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 excuse me after your body of the email. That way you're unsubscribed. They have to scroll down to unsubscribe. And people are lazy. Let's just be honest. Like we want yeah. everything done for us. So it, it makes a di big difference. That's really interesting. Uh, that's interesting because I've seen, I've seen kind of the opposite of like, here's a giant unsubscribe button if you don't want to be here. Mm -hmm. um, but if, I mean, if you think you're offering value and you, you just want to improve, you know, little... Um, Mainly it's for people like uh, Amazon, you know, they're sending out millions of emails a day and they just want them to get your inbox and hopefully you click on them. Uh, you know, so yeah. e-commerce sites typically get a lot of unsubscribes. Uh, the Sherpa, uh, whatever, you know, that's what they did. They increased their uh, unsubscription rates quite a bit because of just hitting enter five to eight times or whatever. It's amazing. Oh, that's really interesting. Awesome. Well, there's lots of there, uh, lots of great stuff to unpack here. Um, Matt, thanks so much for spending time with me today. If people want to learn more, where can they find you? Uh, Copypulse.com is spelled just like it uh, sounds. And um, you can also look me up on Facebook. Same thing, Copypulse or Matt DeFeo. My name's spelled weird. So D-E-F is in Frank, E-O. All right. I will be sure to link all of that and everything we talked about. Lots of tools for you to look into today over on the show notes at howibuilt.it. Be sure to stick around and build something more. Uh, but Matt, thanks so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. Thanks. It's been a pleasure. And thanks to Text Expander Research Content Pro and the events calendar for sponsoring this episode. They make the show possible. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, get out there and build something. Build something.